Welcome into another Red Out Podcast, the longest running WKU podcast, or at least following WKU athletics. Uh, we're going to talk some Western sports and uh, maybe uh, some change coming to the hill for basketball. Stick with us. Hey, how about them tops, son? All day, SEC boys. SEC, they You're listening to the Red Out Podcast. Shame to admit in the past, I've needed a therapist. We all need someone, and it's a strong person who can admit it. I talked to my doctor, who referred me to a therapist, and I really didn't have much say as to who the therapist was. But with this episode sponsor, BetterHelp, you do. You can filter out who you'd like to talk to, age, gender, religion, and more to pair you with the person who works best for you. And if the person isn't exactly who you are wanting, you're not stuck. You can switch counselors. BetterHelp strives to offer affordable, professional, and accessible online therapy. So go to BetterHelp.com slash RedOut today to save 10%. By doing this, you not only support us, you can work toward a brighter, healthier you. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Yes, thank you, BetterHelp. We appreciate your support. Um, and if you would like to uh, help the Red Out podcast, you, you can like, share, and subscribe. That always helps us out. Uh, you can also, uh, if you would like to sign up for BetterHelp, use our affiliate link, uh, betterhelp.com forward slash redout. It'll save you 10% and it also helps us. Uh, there's thousands of counselors out there that'll help you out and uh, be able to provide you some assistance if you need it. Uh, I mean, I can understand uh, with the way this season's going for men's basketball. I definitely <laughs> would want to get some help. Uh, but... Oh, that's a mute button. Okay, so I was just trying to work on something. Um, so how's it going, guys? It's good. My dog's going ballistic over something. This exact second. No, oh, you're good. <laughs> I'm doing fine, man. Good, 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 good. Now, the um, <clears throat> had a listener send us a comment last week, and I'm trying to fix it real quick. Seeing if I can. If I disconnect you, Matt, just uh, reconnect. Let's see. Okay, yes, sir. No? Okay, I don't know. He's asking if we can raise the volume, but I don't see any way I can do that with this program. So I may have to do it in post. I'll have to see. Okay. Uh, So winners and losers. Um, I've got one I saw this morning on the news, and it kind of reminds me of something that would happen at Western. Uh, they have this frisbee fetching dog at U of L. Um, have you seen this? The dog took a shit on the court. I kid you not. Like the guy starts to do a trick and the dog runs like, you know, about maybe 10, 15 foot turns squats and takes a big shit right on the court. Coincidentally, the guy who owns the dog is Chris Max cousin. Is it really? No. Uh, no. Oh my god! <laughs> I was like, "Dude, that would be so funny." Um, they did not vet his history. <laughs> no, that guy. Oh my gosh! Like, um, no, it just uh, you know, ironically, um, it, that dog kind of reminds me of how our season's been going. But anyway, just a big pile of shit on the court. Anyway. <laughs> 
So Jared is still trying to get his dog under control. I can't imagine what dog fight's going on there. So Matt, you got anything? Sure, man. Um, so my winner is uh, Safeguard's Wi-Fi. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm excited. We're going to get f- this thing called Fiber. Uh, don't be. Don't, no offense. Don't get I've, Fiber? No, no, no. We've got Fiber at our office, but I think our internet company is garbage. So okay. I'm well, not going to mention who they are, but like we, our yeah. internet gets knocked out at least a couple times a week for just random stuff. Wonderful. Well, anyway, we're working on getting fiber. So I don't know if y'all noticed a few of these shows. Like I'll answer something that's like way behind and whatever. Oh, yeah. well, it's it's because every once in a while I'll hear y'all in like fast forward mode because my Wi-Fi like craps on itself and then comes back in and you'll talk like a thousand miles an hour and I'll hear it like 10 seconds after you said it. So anyway, hopefully it's going to get better here in the next few weeks. Hey, that's great. So I'm pumped. And then my loser is uh, boomers on Facebook that are about to get fired up because their uh, their heroes about to get ran out of town. But anyway, whatever. Jake Homer's not there anymore. Jake Homer is. <laughs> I think he no, he done done good, and I think he could be the next coach of Western Kentucky basketball once Rick Stansberry finishes his ninety seventh season. <laughs> 97 scenes. He's going to be like Bob Barker. And they're Only just going to have more years of Rick Stansberry and then Jake Homer. They're going to have Rick Stansberry out there like a marionette. And he's like got strings going up in the ceiling and somebody's working it. I'm back. Uh, Jared, uh, winners and losers, buddy. Um, winners is the Pacers because they actually won a game yesterday. <laughs> so, um, also thirty. No, I mean thankfully they're a little better than that. But, they're uh, probably better than Western this year, so. Um, it's about the same, maybe a little worse actually. Maybe we've had a lot of injuries, so I mean that was good. Um, injuries really... are good, or the win was good. Okay. The win was good, but I mean. The injuries suck. I mean, Indiana's cursed. I think every professional sports team I care about is cursed, but I mean, that's it is what it is at this point. Yep. Yeah, you do put um, some, some stinkers. Don't so, you? Um, <laughs> only when I've got a, a lot of uh, we got a, we've got a uh, a bunch of topics to get into tonight. So let's uh, and I imagine we're going to get marred up in a couple of these. So spring football. What are we uh, click click? What are we expecting uh, for uh, Western? What do we want to see in Western sports this spring, as far as football is concerned? Uh, Jared, I'll go with you first. Um, I mean, it's going to be really interesting. I mean, we still keep some core pieces, obviously quarterback for once with football, spring football, seeing all of that. I think that that's going to be good to have some consistency at that position because we haven't really had a whole lot of it. I mean, obviously, we flourished with the next man up mentality, and I don't see this year being any different than that. Um, of course, Helton's done a good job with the transfer portal. I hope that continues. We'll see how some of these new guys that have come in will look. I mean, obviously, I mean, you can't tell a whole lot with the spring game. I mean, it, it is what it is at this point. But, I mean, it lets you see a few of the new pieces who may start, may not. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's still always fun. It's still exciting. Um, knowing that we'll get a little glimpse of football to tie us over until August, but 
I mean, I'm still really excited to see how we'll look in football, especially keeping Reed. I think that that's going to be pretty killer to help us a lot. Because, <laughs> I yeah, mean, he still looked really consistent overall last year, but if he can get a little better after last season, maybe do a little bit better than what he did last year, then, I mean, he'll be incredible. So I'm looking forward to it. I, I think there were a few times in this last season where he got shook in the pocket. Yeah. Um, and I would like to see – uh, I would like to see, you know, that kind of go away. Um, now, typically, coaches don't put, you know, they don't do anything physical with quarterbacks because quarterbacks are pansies. But, um, you know, they typically will, you know, they don't put a lot of pressure on them. But I would like to see them do drills um, in the spring to kind of put pressure on him and let him work through his progression and become a more mature quarterback. Um, that's what I would like to see. Hey, I think he's a good quarterback. Ever, did y'all ever play uh, smear the LGBT? Because uh, <laughs> when I was in middle school, I mean, I that did, could yeah, be, <laughs> I could really set him up. It wasn't this. it wasn't as PC as what you just said, but yes, that we did. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm trying to be very accepting in my language. Yes, you're being very PC. Good job. Um, but no, well, yes, when I was in middle school, we did. But, like, what I'm saying is, like, I wish that we would just – they would have some drills, you know, where – not necessarily live, but at least touch. You know what I'm saying? So they can rush him full speed and then just touch and back off and let him make a throw. Um, yeah. Or something a little more pressure-oriented where, you know, he can work through that because that's what we need. Yeah, my biggest concern for next year is offensive line because, oh, yeah. I mean, we lost True. some pieces. I yeah. really hope that we can get some people to come in and step up and look pretty effective early in the season or else that will be very painful. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's, yeah, it's going to, if we thought this past year was rough on Reed as far as like his issues with getting pressure and stuff like that, him having a like l- lower experience offensive lineman is going to be a lot more critical. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt, what would you like to see in the spring game? Oh, yeah, the O-line was a really good point because I think Reed actually did a pretty good job evading a lot of pressure last year, Um, and I think he was a big reason why we only gave up 14 sacks. I think a more average, less mobile QB might have taken in more like 20, 22 sacks, something like that. There were several that he just avoided with some athleticism. So definitely O-line for sure. I hadn't thought about that, but great point. Um as far as QB, definitely you do want to see him starting to mature a little bit. He kind of made, you know, everybody talked about him being a gun gunslinger, like a Brett Favre type, and that's kind of what he showed us, you know, like not Brett Favre level passing. Yeah, he, I, mean, I, I do like, like that analogy, though. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely like, he, he'll throw it places that you don't really think he should, but he'll also <laughs> make incredible plays. Well, um, well he, he's pretty hard-nosed like Brett Favre, too. Yeah, that too. Um, and so I, I like the comparison, and obviously he's he's a very good quarterback. Um, so hopefully he just makes those progressions that you start seeing along with the creativity and the arm strength and stuff, but you also see good decision-making and not boneheaded stuff where you're throwing into like quadruple coverage and hoping it works out and stuff. Like a yeah. little bit more educated decisions, stuff like that. Um, I also wrote down help donut. Because I was looking at the stats, and poor guy, you know, Donut Evans or whatever, Jaquez Evans. Um, yeah. Dude had 106 tackles, 
nine sacks, 14 TFLs, whatever. He basically carried the team, fumble recoveries, hit the quarterback, whatever. Even had a few PBUs. So he basically did everything, blocked a kick. Um, He literally did everything. And he is coming back, but he needs some help. There wasn't really anybody else that was able to get in the backfield. There were some guys that did, did it a few times. But we're also losing some of those guys that did do that. So I'm concerned about some like D line linebacker depth. Um, we're and also we lost losing... our D line coach to the Dolphins too, which is right. interesting. So how much? How big of a factor? Brag a little, play? Jared. <laughs> I, I mean, think, I'm uh... fine with it, but I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> I think as far as spring ball, you just look at it and it's like, okay, let's fill in the holes and be sure that we have hope at every position. Don't look like a complete dumpster fire, but also if you do, it's not the end of the world either. It's going to be okay. Spring ball doesn't is not an indication of how good you're going to be. But hopefully we start seeing some pieces come together. Hopefully they build some chemistry, like they seem to like each other, stuff like that. That's the kind of stuff I'm looking for versus like, oh, we need to throw 500 yards and, you know, the defense needs to have eight sacks and, you know, we need to kick a 70-yard field goal, like whatever. Just show me that you're capable and that we're moving in the right direction. I'm, I'm good for, for spring ball. I'm I'm of the mindset. I've got a few things I would like to see. Um, I'd like to see him spread it around. Um, not necessarily have a favorite receiver, um, because crazy. Malachi Corley was, if I'm not wrong, wasn't he his like go to dude? I know he was his roommate, oh, but yeah. like he was his go to. And I, I I like that relationship with those two, and that's fine. But at the same point, like. A good D1 school or, you know, good, great coaching staff is going to be like, okay, he throws nine out of 10 passes to Corley. I know it's exaggerated, but, you know, he, if he's going to be throwing a lot to him, let's make sure we've got somebody on him that can handle him. Mm-hmm. You know, this guy's going to, you know, we're going to have him at least double coverage, one over the top, one underneath, you know, something like that. Um, and if you've got double coverage over here, then you've got somebody open on the other side or whatever. Um, I would like to just make sure we see, at least see it kind of spread around a little bit. And um, the other point I'd like to make is, I know you're talking about like 70-yard field goals and all that. I just don't want to see a fourth and whatever on our 20 and us go for it. I'm just saying. I I don't want stupid coaching mistakes. And we haven't seen that with Helton. I I can't fault him with that. You know, there may be one or two things that it was – it was a coin flip, and it's kind of more personal opinion than actual. There were like, a few coaching. last year, I think. I think yeah, it but, been a little last year. But they clear. weren't like major things that you were like, "Oh my god, that screwed us out of the game." You know, yeah. he's definitely he's definitely not a perfect Mayweather dude, kind of. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 bro, yeah, bro. <laughs> dude, just, go just, for it on our own twenty-yard line, fourth down, yeah, bro. bro. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Let's run yeah. two-yard outs on fourth and four from the eight. I'm just picturing I'm picturing him on the sidelines stoned out of his damn mind. And he's like they're like, Hey coach, are we gonna go for it? And he's just staring off into space, like watching a butterfly or some bullshit, and he's like, Bruh, bruh, this is just I, I mean that happens that though. <laughs> no, I mean not necessarily like the getting high part, but coaches getting distracted, just like Dan Campbell talking about he was so mesmerized by all the fans doing the wave in the stadium that his offensive coordinator asked to put an of Lyman touchdown yes. play. And he's I like, yeah, sure. Too. And he didn't realize that that's what he agreed to until he saw it. I do. I do. I did see that. Um, was that – no, I was going to say Tom Coughlin. Who was the Steelers coach? What was his name? Oh, uh, Mike Tomlin. 
Mike Tomlin. Okay. Mike Tomlin, uh, <laughs> did you see that where uh, he was standing like literally on the on the field almost, watching himself in on the Jumbotron, watching the play going on, and did not realize he was in the play until he looked up and he's like, holy crap, that's me. And then he jumped out of the way <laughs> at the last second. <laughs> you know, everybody, I remember that play. And everybody was like, oh, that's such a bad move on his part. He's trying to obstruct the runner and everything else. And he was like, I really wasn't. He's like, I just was not paying attention at all. And he just, I think, I thought that story was hilarious. Do you think a 60-year-old man wants to take an NFL hit anytime soon? Come well, he on, just wouldn't pay attention. Well, is he 60? He's not that old. No, oh, maybe oh, oh, Mike Tomlin. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I was thinking. No, I said Tom Coughlin, but I could not remember right. it. Um, well, whatever. I mean, he's – no way he wants to take that kind of hit. Or, nobody or wants to take that of, hit. Especially without pads. Yeah. God, no. It's ridiculous. I mean, he's going to he's gonna have two uh, NFL-caliber players who probably weigh about 200 pounds-ish. So that's 400 pounds, and they're running at full sprint. You think you really want to take that in the back, not looking? Heck no, you don't. Oh, my gosh. Like He'd be so hurting the next day. Um, but anyway, uh, I, I, I am excited to see how uh, football turns out. I think practice is going to start, is it in April? Is that right? I, I haven't seen anything when they're official. Starting, honestly. I was going to say, I haven't seen anything official I mean, yet. The spring oh. game is always like April 25th-ish, somewhere around that ballpark, like towards the end of April. Well, WKU Sports doesn't have anything on their calendar past March 6th. Oh, there it is. It loaded up. Um, <laughs> yeah, they don't have anything on their football, as far as football goes, all the way through April 1st. Um, so, let me see. Yeah, I don't really, I don't see anything either. We'd have to dig to figure that out. Yeah, we'll have we'll to see. It. It's usually like, isn't it like three weeks before the game? So it might yeah, be. Yeah, like it's early probably April. all in April. Yeah. Yeah, I would assume in April we can try and if we're still talking about it or whatever, we'll go over it then. Um, so softball, doing pretty good this year, right? Yeah. I mean, I've got my notes pulled up right here. I can at least look <laughs> at it. Um. But Lady Top's doing uh, doing some work this Lady Topper softball doing some work this past weekend uh, playing Michigan uh, Central Michigan twenty fourth twenty fifth and beating them on the twenty fourth they won two to one and on the twenty fifth they won six to four uh, and then they beat uh, Illinois State six to one they've uh, they have lost a game I'm pretty sure yeah they lost to Jacksonville State on there you go twenty fifth as well. Oh, okay. Okay, so they played. Okay. But, I mean, winning four out of five in the Hilltopper Classic, I mean, you know, like in softball, baseball, whatever, you throw away one game, it's okay. The main yeah. thing is, you know, they're playing more kind of group of five, mid-major type competition, and they're winning most of those games. I think they have one loss against all those kind of mid-major teams. So that's just a good sign. We still don't know. Like there's no, like, marquee win yet with them. That yeah. you're like, oh my gosh, that's incredible. But they're also, I think, looking solid. Nine and six after a tough schedule. You know, we'll take it. Check that off the list. Yeah, they uh, actually they did beat Illinois State on the twenty fourth as well, six to nothing. Um, I looked at the calendar. Okay, I hate that calendar on WKU Sports's page. I cannot stand that calendar. <laughs> 
So you like, they, at, like the full calendar on the front page? Is that what you? Do? I did. Well, I I clicked the composite calendar underneath softball. Oh yeah, it's and then it's got like it's got like eighty five sports scores at the same place, and you're yeah, just I, like, I, oh I my like god. Um, but yes, I do. Uh, yeah, I'm just trying to put these in the show notes real quick. Um, but yeah, hey, I'm pretty I'm pretty happy with them so far this year. I mean, that's not too bad. They are. Okay, I, I honestly just cannot stand this cotton picking WK Sports page. <laughs> I Man, really I can't. It's really to slow. Give it, to give We're nine and six today. overall. Nine and six okay, overall. Um, nine and six overall. Lost to Minnesota um, and Michigan twice, <clears throat> and Minnesota again in the Florida Classic thing. Um, but I mean, that's that, that's not too bad. Nine and six overall. I'll take it for. You know, for softball, I mean, and the teams they've lost to are, you know, power five teams. At least some of them were. Yeah, the only non-power five was that Jacksonville State one on, what was it, Sunday, Saturday, whatever. So, yeah. I mean, it's one out of like 10 mid-major games you lost. I think that's acceptable. Jacksonville State. Other games. Ray Harper University. <laughs> Jacksonville State. South Carolina was the other one. Near you. Jackson, uh, South Carolina was another one. Minnesota uh, and then Michigan were the other two. Um, so they lost twice, Minnesota and Michigan. Um, but that's honestly, like, that's not. Um, uh, so, Matt, do you have any thoughts? I was just going to, I mean, I was just kind of looking at stats real quick. I mean, it, it looks like they've actually been doing well like actually in within the games like playing well you know like average and whatever stolen bases whatever there's a lot of good things that you see from the production standpoint so i think you know it's not a fluke that they have a winning record i think they're going to be decent and it's just going to come down to kind of developing over the year but i think they're definitely worthy of people showing up and supporting them Yes. And uh, I think they should be pretty good. Obviously, North Texas softball's amazing. They're like ranked. But other really? Than that, yeah. Yeah, they're very good. Um, but other than that, I think Western's on even footing with just about everybody else in conference. So let's, you know, let's see how they do the rest of the year. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like the weather's starting to get nice. So go out, support Lady Tops um, softball, support baseball. I'm not a big baseball person. So. That's why we don't have a lot of baseball coverage. Yeah, I mean, Jared's not either. Go to softball yeah. game. It's really yeah, short. softball's shorter. It's got better parking. It's right there. I mean, I'm going to say this. I swear to God, Matt. Um, if you got a little girl who likes softball, you know, take her to the game. If you have a little boy, let Matt take him to the game. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> You're never going to let him. I've, I've got an Olympic sports pass just. You and your young child. <laughs> <laughs> Trench coat included. Oh, oh my god. god. <laughs> um, if but it no, I'm told you can climb in my trench coat, boy. <laughs> uh, yeah. Peekaboo, there's uh, a child under here. <laughs> uh, but yeah, seriously, like, there's no excuse not to support Lady Top Softball. Um, they'll appreciate it. Um, you know, they'll be glad to have the the crowd there. And I'm sure it makes the games go so much quicker when you've got, you know, somebody cheering you on and making it, you know, it adds that little adrenaline to it. You know, it's not just dead. 
um, in the stands. Now, um, fish out of water here, but baseball. I may <laughs> yeah, have Dennis, give us your analysis <laughs> first. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna let Jared do that. Come on. Um, no, uh, it's but baseball is doing. I mean, baseball they lost to uh, Ohio and Bellarmine, so we've lost two. Am I wrong? Is there more than that? <laughs> no, it's they're seven and two. Okay, okay. Good. Yeah, I mean, really, I mean, they beat Ohio on the twenty fourth, fourteen to one. Do they have a ten run rule in baseball? I'm just in college baseball. I'm just asking. Um, but then uh, they played Ohio. I mean, obviously, they had the series through um, through Sunday, the twenty sixth. Uh, had a doubleheader on Saturday against Ohio and beat them both times. And then they lost on Sunday to Ohio. So um, let me put, make sure I got that one in my show notes. Um, Matt, did you go to the game? No, I didn't. I'm actually going, uh, so I can't comment. But I'm actually oh, okay. going to go. <laughs> I'm actually going to the game. Go to the game uh, against Northern, Northern Illinois Friday. So I'll be able to oh, comment okay. again. Oh, um, okay, good, good, good. I'll yeah, make a note. Just, just comparing. Uh, Actually, John Pulaski started seven and two in his career, but it quickly went downhill from there. Um, so again, I guess there's no true indication of how Rarden's doing. But I saw something. There was a tweet. It's the it's the guy that's the Lady Toppers announcer. I don't know if y'all saw this. I think I put it in the towel rack chat. But basically, he was comparing. Um, uh, did you see that, Jared? The yeah. Um, yeah. Pulaski's. Tendencies versus Rarden. Let me see if I can find it. Um, yeah, I saw I saw that earlier. Shocking. Um, like, uh, let's see. So with nearly the same roster, uh, this is Brad Klein, by the way. He's doing a really good job with the Lady Toppers announcing as well as baseball. Anyway, uh, WKU baseballs uh, at Coach Rarden turnaround in 2022. We were 18 and 36. This year we're seven and two. Best start since 1985. Um, we had three sack bunts in the whole year last year, and we already have 12 this year. So they did not complete more than three successful sack bunts last year. That's insane. What kind of illegal substance is that? I've never heard of that before. It's the thing they have put underneath their sack. It's a bunt. (laughs) (laughs) So jockey strap. Got it. Okay. Yes. 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 Yep. I actually, shorts there. Um, I actually did. I did see something to, to slight aside here. Yeah. Um, there was a college pitcher for Tulane. Have you seen this? Who, in his pitch, he has like a he has just like a muscle memory thing where he just touches his glove in a certain way. And I think it was Mississippi or somebody who they were playing, and the coaches actually had the refs go inspect his glove. Because they thought he was putting a substance on the ball because the breaking ball was so crazy. Mm-hmm. And that breaking ball was wild to watch. But he would just I mean, it was like the ball just dropped, like at least two foot. And it was it was pretty wild. But go ahead, I'm sorry. Oh, that's all right, man. But anyway, it was just it was just really interesting um comparing like ninth most doubles in Conference USA versus the ninth most doubles in all of America. Um, and it's early, it's only nine games in, but just indications are that he knows what he's doing. We've also won a bunch of close games. So um, let's see, five to three, nine to seven, nine to six, nine to eight, 
And then the last couple we lost were close as well, but we had kind of had a chance to win in each of those. So I, I think things are looking up. I think he knows what he needs to do to make this team competitive, which I think it makes sense to play small ball with a team that hit 250 last year as a team, which is awful, by the way. So kind of make them kind of plot around the bases and force them to be threatening versus um, just hoping that they hit home runs when they don't. That's not what they do. So I think he knows what he's doing. I think it's exciting. And, uh, yeah, I think uh, Northern Illinois is another chance to show that we're doing something different this year. So go Tops, man. Go go yeah. check out the baseball team for real. Yeah, definitely. Is. They deserve it. Hey, if you – Hey, you know, just like I'm saying, with kids, you definitely want your kids to go out and enjoy these things and develop, you know, help go develop. Outside. Get out there <laughs> do something. Yeah, kids. Matt, you sound like a boomer. Go get um, a rock and try hitting it with a stick. That's yeah, how baseball I'm started Rick anyway. Stansberry, best thing that ever happened to WKU basketball. Rick Stansberry is just as good as sliced bread. I swear to God. Anyway, um, uh, so anyway. We'll get to that later. <laughs> Lady Tops. Yeah, buddy. So, Matt, do you want to give us an update on Lady Tops? Yes, sir. So, um, Lady Tops, are our main thing is they're battling for second place this week. Um, they did split this last week. So, they've, they've hit a, a couple road bumps or, or speed bumps or whatever. Um, they, they lost to La Tech. Um, 6570 on the 23rd, um, in Ruston. It's not a disaster, but I mean, you'd like to see them playing a little better. They didn't play that great. Um, they did come back and played UAB on the road and totally blew them out of the water like they should. UAB's the worst team in Conference USA, and they won on the road by 22 and had that game in control the whole time. So, it was nice to see. It was a big game because they had started kind of coming together in the standings with like UTEP and Rice. And so they maintained their lead. Um, and now they've set up basically if they beat UTEP, they're in really, really good shape for the conference USA tournament. They'll be at least the three seed. They're going to avoid middle. If they lose against UTEP, they're most likely going to struggle to find a way to get the three seed and hopefully they don't fall to the four seed because that means they've got to play middle, most likely in the in the semifinals, which is not what you want to do. Um, hopefully they lose at all costs. Then. Say what? I said hopefully they lose before then. Right, like, exactly. That's the lose. idea. Like avoid a ranked team if you can, please. Yes. Uh, and let's stay on the other side of the bracket. I don't care if it's the two or the three seed. I think it matters not. I no. Hopefully, ideally, Rice – Stays in the four seed. Um, Western beats UTEP. Rice loses a game. Uh, UTEP wins the other game. So Western gets UTEP on their side of the bracket. Keeps Rice and middle away from them. And I think it takes away the main threats away from Western to get to the finals. No matter who else they play. Um, but if they somehow screw it up and drop to the four, I think we put ourselves in trouble and we're probably not going to make it past the semis. So... Greg Collins has struggled in the tournament to, to make any kind of run. I, I think the farthest we've made it might be the semis, and I don't know if we've made it more than once in his career. I'd have to look back and see how he's done. Um, but he hasn't definitely hasn't made a final. 
and it would be a huge step to make the final and then take your chances against middle or whoever else is on the other side of the bracket. It'd be a huge so step Matt, in the right direction. Let me ask you something real quick. Yeah. How how hard would it be for us to get Travis Hudson to coach basketball? I'm just saying. <laughs> no, uh, well, seriously. Well, I, mean, no. I mean, that's I mean, honestly, like when this season started, did you think this team was gonna be second place? No way. No. I hey. knew they had talent. Yeah. But honestly, Collins Collins was in some trouble at the start of this season too. Um, yeah. When you talk about Stansbury versus him, he his seat was definitely warm, and people well, they were six awful games, to start the year. Six games in, he had won one game. Yeah, against they were Miami, all, Ohio. Yeah, right. And, and, and losing to like Cal Baptist and stuff, people were starting to get pretty pissed at him too. And then you get in a conference and you beat Rice and you have some nice wins and you get out to where you're you're basically in second place all year, and now he really needs to screw up to get to the fourth seed versus just win one of these two, and you'll probably be either the, the two or the And uh, I'm, so I'm so, thrilled with it, but I hope, you know, I, I obviously I hope he gets the, the two seed and goes into this tournament with some momentum. So ideally, two seed. Yeah, I mean, when so, we'll be on there. definitely the two seed. I was going to say, so. well, I mean, we're ideally we're hoping for a two seed is what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, and you then should win these last two. You're at home. Okay. UTEP, you've already beaten them on the road. Um, and you honestly probably could have beaten them by way more than you did. Um, North Texas, you we actually lost to them. So I think it's super key to beat UTEP and get this out of the way so we don't have to worry about dealing with the four seed pressure stuff. So I, I agree. I mean, especially if you win the two seed and you stay, I mean, Knock on wood, hoping the Lady Tops finish up this season strong. If we, UTEP is our is what they're tied with us for second, right? Yes, they're tied, and Rice is a game behind. Okay, with so, a breaker. Uh, so okay, now where is North Texas in relation to us? Let's see. Oh, okay, North they're Texas four games is, back. Yeah. But if we we've got to beat we've got to beat North Texas either. Um, but UTEP, if we fall to them, we're going to drop to what a three seed or a four seed. Um, it depends on how Rice does. Um, if Rice wins, which they play the Florida school, so they're pretty likely to find at least one win. Probably they're they're going to win two games. So and and they have a tiebreaker. So so they might anyway, trump us. Yes, most likely if we're tied with Rice, we're not we're not doing them. So that's. That's uh, depressing, um, but hopefully everything will pull through and we won't um... just beat UTEP. Beat UTEP, yeah, we're fine. That's the key. Everything else, whatever. Avoid middle. Yes, uh, Jared. What are your thoughts on Lady Tops though so far this year? I mean, just kind of like what y'all have said though. I mean, just the fact that they were able to turn it around and still end up in the position that they're at for Conference USA is pretty good. I mean, we'll see how Collins does in this tournament. I mean, hopefully we'll at least get to the – I'd love to at least get to the semifinals. I think that that would be – Yes, yes. It, it would be my goal is the semis. Get to the semis. Get the three seed at least. I'm good with the rest of it. So, um. Let's slide over to some not so exciting news. 
Uh, men's basketball. Okay. <laughs> you know, to start the season, we were all just like, "Woo, it's basketball season!" Woo! And now it's like, it's like your nine to five that you don't want to do. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You're like, is oh. they got us all excited. That 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 is our. That's my thing. That's my thing. This entire season. If we went into this season and we were like, we're going to be in eighth place, there's nothing to be excited about, I don't think people would be as upset. You know, it's a rebuilding year. If you use those key words, I think people wouldn't have been of wouldn't have been as upset as they are now. Because going into this season, everybody was like, oh, blah, blah, blah. You know, we're going to win it all. We're going to be, you know, first place, Conference USA, all this talent. Uh, and now it's eighth place. That's insane. That's the worst yeah. that we've done in Conference USA, I think. At least, definitely since Stansberry has been here. But, man. We were an eight in his first year. Yeah. But there were also 14 teams. So, <laughs> we're in a, team, a field of 11, and we're eighth maybe ninth. Yeah. Well, we're nine games out behind Florida Atlantic. Uh, We play UTEP on the 20th. I'm sorry. I'm looking at my wrong notes. Uh, We play UTEP on uh, the second 9 p.m. Eastern time. So uh, 8 p.m. Central time because it's out there in UTEP uh, in El Paso. Uh, UTEP's actually a game behind us, so this could be a decent game, as bad as that sounds. That's um, I know, right? Like, UTEP is 13 of 16. We're 15 and 14. Yeah. I mean, it's no. a game at altitude, so God knows, you know, what's going to happen. I don't think that matters. Huh? I don't think that's going to matter. You don't think so? Really? No, I think we suck, so it's going to be bad either way. <laughs> Uh, now, granted, these guys could beat my ass at horse. I'm not saying that. But, like, this year it's just, I don't know. Actually, I think you could probably hang in there with horse. That's the problem. <laughs> they can't hit horse crap. Like, oh, lay up. From the field. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, we've got UTEP and North Texas. Um, we actually uh, we ended up uh, we beat LaTeX 76-66, and we lost to UAB seventy two to sixty. Um, Jared, what are your thoughts on these next two games? Do we win? Do we lose? Do we split? I mean, God, I mean it's just so frustrating. <laughs> yeah. I mean, part of me wants us to just lose out. That way, Todd Stewart has no other choice but to pull the plug on stands at this point. But I mean, obviously. It'd be nice to win another game because, I mean, I don't think we'll do much in the tournament. So, I mean, it'll be one of the last wins we get, probably. So, I mean, I feel like we'll split just realistically. I feel like that makes the most sense because I still don't, this team still hasn't figured out how to play a complete ball game except maybe once or twice the whole season. So, and this weekend was a testament to that as well. So, see, I'm thinking that we're going to beat UTEP and lose to North Texas. I mean, that's, yeah, I would definitely agree with that. Um, Matt, what are you thinking thus far? I know you've got an article that you wrote um, kind of talking about some things. I'm not going to spoil it for our listeners, but what do you think as far as uh, these last two games? What are your thoughts? Well, I mean, I honestly, like, I, I hated to write that article 
that I kind of I felt like I had to though, mm-hmm. because it feels like um, people just falling asleep and just don't seem to see where this stands in the moments of WKU basketball history. Huh? Because... I'm sorry. I was, I was, okay. I fell asleep. Sorry. Oh yeah, I know it's real. <laughs> um, but seriously though, like I just don't think people people have lost <laughs> lost sight of what's really going on here. We're yeah. a decade. If we lose this year, we'll be more than a decade dry of NCAA tournament appearances. And Rick Stansberry yeah. will be responsible for seven of those ten years. So to sit here and say that he's like anything better than a failure so far is, I think, insulting to WKU basketball because there's no way that you can tell me that he's done a good job yet also not made it once. Mm-hmm. Every well, other coach ever has made it. But he had bad luck, Matt. That's obviously a pass to lose the NCAA, to not make the NCAAs, obviously. Oh, yeah. My, my view, my stance with Stan um, I equate him to a Tubby Smith at Kentucky. We're we're mediocre. We we've never been at phenomenal when Stans has been here. We've made deep runs into Conference USA tournament, but we've never hit that next gear and been able to make it to the big dance. I mean, like Matt said, it's been it's been a decade. This year will be ten years since we've been to um, you know, NCAA, you know, the March Madness. Um and this year was the year to do it. Like you had everything come together. You had the dream team. You had the the predictions and all this crap. You didn't have the schedule to back yourself up in case you got if you had a bad non-conference or something. But anyway, other than that, like you literally had everything set in place to have a great year and not only has it been a little frustrating, it's been a nightmare where you are flirting with one of the worst seeds that we've ever had in a Conference USA tournament, um, but also one of the worst seasons overall. And the guy's in his seventh year. If he's in his seventh year and this is quote-unquote, I mean, I guess you got to look at it as a rebuilding year or whatever, but you have all these guys – that maybe would begin if he was kept on. I don't even know if you would keep any of them because maybe they finally see the light at the end of the tunnel here, so to speak. They kind of see the writing on the wall, not the light at the end of the tunnel. They're about to get ran over by the train. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, like, it's just it's just time to move on. I mean, unless they they find some kind of miracle in the tournament, yeehaw, go tops who made the tournament, I'd be thrilled. Yeah. This is not happening, like... <clears throat> They don't have Michael Sanders. Like you said, we're probably going to split this weekend. Um, Whatever. It's on the road. Yay, road win. Yeehaw, go tops. But then go to the tournament, and we're likely going to lay an egg. Even if we didn't, then we won a game or two or three. We're not winning four games in four days. We're going to lose at some point in the Conference USA tournament, and it'll be time for him to get out of town. See, I mean, there's one thing you said that I don't agree with. There's no way anyone could call this a rebuilding year because we returned McKnight, no. we returned Sharp, we returned Hamilton, we returned Frampton, and we added all these athletic guys like Icott. We added um, Allen, Fallu, um, Allen. Yeah, we're like we're like you said in your article too. Like we're like the biggest team like physically like 
height wise. And also like at the beginning of the season, the like we were one of the best three point shooting teams too in the country, but yet we still don't know how to win a ball game. And you can't blame the players. I think fully for that because we have the athleticism and everything on this team. It's just like, there's a major disconnect somewhere that's keeping this team from doing what they should have been able to do that. I feel like any other coach could have made them do. And what, what frustrates me on top of all this stuff is you could, if you went back through the games and you just watched comments of what people were thinking, why did we do this? Why did this happen? Why didn't we run this defense? Why can't we figure out how to beat this press? Why did we start down 17 to nothing? Why didn't he call a timeout? Why did he call a timeout up two possessions? Whatever. Like so many times it's why is Stansberry doing X? Why can't we move the ball? Why are why we, can't we guard around? three? Yeah. Why are we shooting too many threes? Whatever it is, it's always something like, and there's not been enough moments where we're blown away by something Stansberry does. Mm-hmm. It's the players came back from 20 down. The players figured out how to, you know, step up and make some shots <laughs> instead of him doing something brilliant. That's like, Oh my God, he made that one move. I think there have been some, but like not very many at all where you're just like, wow. I mean, Stansbury won that game. We had no business winning that game, but we found a way. There aren't very many of those. So, I mean, honestly, like my opinion on this season, sound ridiculous, which most of my points do, but um, it feels like to me, like this is Space Jam in the 1990s where the Monstars have just stole their mojo. I mean, honestly, like the level that these guys were hyped at and the level that they are producing is completely on different levels. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say level like three more times, but um, like seriously though, like, these guys were supposed to be championship caliber, and what we're seeing actually is, you know, eighth place, bottom of the barrel conference USA, and it's just, I don't know, it's really disheartening to see this level of play, and I don't know, I mean, this season makes me feel like Stans isn't necessarily the best coach in a coaching situation, but necessarily more of a recruiter. Like, he brought these guys in, but he expects them to figure out the problems. Yeah. Hey, we're doing this. You need to figure that out. Hey, they're doing this. Well, we're going to do We're gonna do a zone. You need to, you know, you got to figure out how to block the three here. You've got to do this. Um, okay. And yeah, I just yeah. don't know if they're able to do it. Go ahead, Matt. Yeah, well, I was just, that, that kind of struck something to me there. You said something about, we're just going to play the defense or whatever. Yeah. Let's try this. Well, all that... Andy Kennedy did to beat Western last game was he realized that we have trouble handling certain things and he threw yep. in a one three one zone basically the rest of the game. There was some other stuff he did, but that was the main thing that he did. And we didn't figure it out until four minutes left in the game when we were already down double digits. We yep. were up seven points. All the guy did was throw in a one three one zone and we could not figure out how to get past the top guy in the press for a half of the game, over half of the game. It's simple. A one three one is not that hard to beat. It, it's it's scary, and sometimes you're going to turn it over, and you're going to have traps and stuff where you make some dumb mistakes, and that's the point of the one three one. But it's also fundamentally flawed, and you should be able to beat it 
once you get past the three and the one three one. Like once you get past that, it should be over. And yeah, because there's only one left. But, well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, <laughs> but I broke down something that uh, it was like four minutes left in the game on red out um, during actually running back replay after the game against UAB. If you want to go check it out about midnight that night. Um, and I broke it, broke it down frame by frame and showed what they finally did right. And it was like, when you look at the, when you look at it in slow motion, it's like, my God, four people are open to the guy with the ball, throw it to one of them. And yeah. he throws it to Acott, who is the, the guy that's the, it's Davion to Acott, back to Davion, whatever. Well, Jarius was open. All he had to do was cut in. He could have had a, a little floater in the lane. He could have thrown it to Dante Allen, whatever. Dante Allen's open. Jamarion's probably open for an alley-oop at one point. None of that really happened. But on that one play, Davion finally faked, faked a pass shocker that that worked and then he drives straight past the guy and the dishes it out and uh i think jarius bricked a three but anyway it was a good shot he actually sure. broke the one three one got a good look and we just missed the shot but there were four opportunities in there that if you just make a right decision or you know how to break it it, it, it could have resolved the issue and he would have had to go away from that crest but instead we lost and it wasn't even close. We could have given ourselves a chance. They probably would have beaten us anyway. We could have given ourselves a chance if we could figure out how to beat a simple and not very good 1-3-1. One, one. They weren't very yeah. good at it, but they did it because they just it worked. Knew, yeah, it worked because we didn't know how to break it. Mm-hmm. And that's that's another thing. It, pointing to my coaching issue is, yeah, I know Stance did all this stuff at Mississippi State and all that, and that's fine. And I'm not arguing that at one point he was a great coach, but like I feel like these guys should be able to do some of the basic things like you're saying. You would think that at this level they would know what to do against the one three one. Um or even like here's another thing. If you're a really good coach, you are gonna be able to take film from another team. I'll just say UTEP because that's who's coming up, and you go, you know what? UTSA played them and they did this and it really worked. And then you put it in or, you know, Charlotte did this against UTEP. Let's try this against them. And you're like, okay, well, you know, Allen's not too good at this. Let's do this. Yada, yada, yada. I mean, there are adjustments that I feel like should be made from game to game that aren't helping us but if you want to beat wku all you need is just two competent three-point shooters that take 10 threes a game and that's basically an easy dub exactly like how are we not (laughs) stopping the three at this point in the season i mean sharp is 40 foot tall jesus why can't we stop that (laughs) yeah i mean seriously that's another freaking point that uh, there's so many i could go on forever about the the strategy stuff of what he's doing like why Mm. still we're, we're giving up like Bottom, I think we're like sub 250 in the country in three-point shooting percentage. And actually, the amount of threes that people take against us is pretty high, too. So we're super not good at it and give up a ton of them. And we're still going under the screen 
every time. You don't go over a screen ever. So what do they do? They shoot the three every time, and they don't. There's no variance ever in seven years guarding the three ever. They're always going under the screen, never going over. So they always know what is coming. So yeah. even if they're not wanting to shoot the three. You're, they know they have a routine. They know exactly what you're going to do every single time, and it never varies ever. That's insanity to me. So, we end these last two games, and we'll just say we do what we said. We we beat UTEP. We lose to North Texas. Is there a change coming? There should be. We hope there is a change coming. However, do you think probability, we'll just say percentage here. Jared, what is the percentage chance that Western makes the change? I say 65%. You say 65%. I Matt, what is, what's your percentage? I'll be honest. If I, I still stand by if he makes the tournament, he keeps his job. If he doesn't, he won't. And so I, I'll say... that he's gone. I believe, Mm. I really, I really believe that. And I've said it for a few weeks now. People like, I'm just forecasting stuff. You play it out and, and see people are. He's a weatherman. He's a weatherman. Don't be mad at him. (laughs) I've had, look, I've had articles like the, the Sanford article that I wrote. That's like, if he loses this game, feel this way. And if he loses that game, feel that way. And to the T, that's what people did because it's predictable. If you lose, it's a disaster. If you win, he's it's awesome. Yeah. Well, we've been losing, and if you lose in these big moments, people are going to lose their minds. There's going to be tons of uproar, and everybody's going to be upset. And it, I believe that, frankly, I believe that Todd has shown a history of already being ahead of things and already making moves behind the scenes in case something comes up. And I think he knows that it's got to be time after this year buyout or whatever I've thought since mid-January that ultimately it's going to have to be he gets it done or he's gone. I really think that's 100% he doesn't win. Everybody says that Todd has a coach at his back pocket ready to go when something like that happens. I think we'll see as far as if he's going to make the call. Um, if I think Matt's a hundred percent, if you don't make the tournament, he's gone. At least if you don't make conference, if you don't make conference USA, you're gone. You're gone. And see, here's the thing: is that even if for some reason we lose out and Todd doesn't do anything, like there will be absolutely zero interest in our basketball season next year, and it's going to come point. back on him. Yeah, and I don't want to see our athletic department take a big hit financially because of stubbornness or something else. I mean, it is a suck. It sucks to always because I mean I've met Rick Stansberry a couple of times. I mean I love the guy. He's one of the nicest people you could ever talk to. Very relatable, a very easygoing guy. I mean, awesome guy to talk to. But I mean, he just hasn't got it done like with his career. And I mean, like if you do a bad job. Like if I'm handing out the wrong drink at Starbucks every single day and all of them have to be remade, I mean, I'm going to get in trouble for that at some point or lose my job. I mean, that's how work is. If you aren't performing. You definitely would not be a master coffee guy. Yeah. Did you ever wrap the drive-thru around the store? 
I mean, yeah. <laughs> but sometimes people are insane. Like if you have 80 people show up at the same time, there's nothing you can do about that. But That's valid. I'm, I did but, that at McDonald's when we weren't busy. <laughs> uh, I was doing the drinks and I got overwhelmed. And they were like, all right, you're going back to toasting buns, buddy. Get back there. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> so Abby's telling me it's time. Uh, so anyway. Um, okay. One second. Hey. Okay. Um, so real quick, we got a couple questions in the mailbag. We'll go. Can you can you say hi? Hi. Hey Abby. Okay, so here's our question. Um Okay, so John wants to know what are the biggest issues within the program at the current time? Daddy. With basketball? Yes, we'll do basketball. I'll mute my mic. Go ahead. Um, I mean, I mean, it's, it still has to come down to coaching. I mean, the chemistry of this team is still pretty bad. I mean, I feel like the demeanor of this team, they just play defeated a lot of the times. Like, I mean, we might get a big lead every now and then and then end up squandering it away. I mean, that's been pretty typical with almost every team understands very at this point. But, yeah, I mean, I feel like that's definitely part of it. Uh, what do you think, Matt? Yeah, I mean, I'd say the biggest problem that I have with Stansberry is just not winning in the most important time of the year. Like, yeah. And having a tangible reason why we didn't. Like, it's one thing if, you know, you go in and you play a Marshall team that's got – five future pros and you hang in there and everybody scores a hundred and they win on a buzzer beater. Instead we, we get handed a tournament run and then we make it against Marshall. Who's a, I think they were a four seed or whatever. And we were two or three or whatever. And we had beaten them twice and we were a good matchup against them. And we just crank threes and try to play Marshall ball instead of pounding the rock. In the biggest moment, this is your chance. You're handed a championship. They played like crap, and we still almost won. And needed an 11-0 run. Other five, games, my, just my, my, my uh, Not to cut you off, but my, yeah. my assessment has always been that once we do good normally in season. We'll have, you know, we've got our key players that we've got. Stan's place is five. You have one person who gets one to two minutes a game other than the five. Um, then you get into Conference USA tournament and like four games in a row, not obviously in a row, row, but, um, four games in a row, bam, bam, bam. We get into the conference championship game and we lay a goose egg. The five are wore out. They're completely inept by the time we get to any conference championship game. Yes. And it's like, just like the one against North Texas, they still yeah. roast us about that on Twitter every now and then. Like just a couple weeks ago, like I got that quote tweet from uh, NTSN or whatever, one of the North Texas pages, like quote tweeting the tweet that I had, like frantically Googles if a Conference USA basketball team has been shut out before. Because that's literally how we started the game. We started in like a 17 to nothing hole or something ridiculous like that. And I'm just like, how does a team that's done as good as us all season look this completely inept in a championship game when it matters the most? And didn't call a timeout until yeah. the 17 points. 
and then had a chance to win and calls a stupid play um, instead of, I think, I think uh, everybody was upset because we didn't go to Bassey. Like, Bassey yeah. is your guy. Give him the ball. I think it was a tie game, whatever. And you don't give him the ball. You run some, like, pick and roll crap. And you don't give it to one of the two guys that probably should have the ball. And then you yeah. end up losing in overtime. But, I mean, and then the other so part of this, the other part of this is you play your five, which one year to the next is not the greatest idea. You know, you're talking about building a program and, you know, wanting to be here for a long term. You've got to get these guys in the game. You know, I get you. You're like, okay, this is a close game. We can't pull them. But when you're beat, when you beat, okay, here we go. When you beat a team 127 to 61, tell me why the hell you can't put other guys in. Now, I don't know. I haven't checked. I haven't looked back at that stats. That was at the beginning of the year against Kentucky State. But, like, how do you not put other guys in? When you when you have a sizable lead and the guys aren't dropping threes, you know, I don't see why you can't put, you know, a couple years back, you couldn't have put a Cozart or somebody in and let them get minutes and get experience in game time situations. Like yeah. we're, you're supposed to be building towards the future. If you're not building towards the future, um, Hey, wait a second. We had a bunch of guys transfer every off season right after the season would end. Wonder why that was. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, what's going think, on there? Yeah. I think your roster management and in-game management is your biggest issue. Like I think he's actually fine at coaching fundamentals and stuff like that. Like we're not terrible fundamentally. It's yeah, we can applying, dribble. It's applying in-game situations and figuring out how to manage things through the game that's been the, the problem. And you talked about the roster management stuff and not playing players. I think the most egregious nightmare uh, that was just inexplicable to me was Tolu Smith. I mean, yeah. I, there were people on Facebook arguing that he wasn't that good and that he fouled and all that crap and, and whatever. The guy averaged like 55% shooting. He he had some post moves. He could he could certainly spell Bassey. Um, and by the way, Bassey at the end of the year was having injury tendencies. He didn't quite really injure himself, but he was showing signs of weakness. Huh. Tolu loses his minutes late in the year and hardly plays. He did play every game, but late in the year, there was a noticeable drop-off in his minutes, and the guy transfers and then basically was the best player on Mississippi State the last three or four years. And another example, too, is Delano Banton. He yeah, was someone that was completely NBA, underutilized and went to the NBA. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, okay, He he's an awkward 6'8 freshman point guard. You're telling me that you can't find a way – to have him on the court with another point guard, to have him spell the other point guard every once in a while so that guy doesn't have to take the ball up all the time. I mean, you can't post up the 6'8 guy and let him go on the small guard. There's ways that you could have used him. He was pretty good at getting to the hole, and he's 6'8". Like, you could have used him a lot more, but he got abandoned because, you know, he, he couldn't take care of the ball. And he's a one, so... He can't play the two. He's a one. Mm-hmm. So I have another question, and I'm going to make this a two-parter because 
the, it, what in the next couple of weeks we're going to find out how this is going to affect us. Okay, so Kent, excuse me if I, let me double check. Uh, yes, Kent wants to know about our twenty three twenty four basketball recruits. Now, this is my issue when we think about recruiting. If we go through a regime change, that's going to really affect our recruiting. Well, yeah, we've got guys who have recruited who are committed to Stansbury. Um, we've got guys on the current roster that are committed to Stansbury, and we may lose them. I mean, that's a definite possibility with some of these guys. Uh, you know, NIL be damned. Um, they're, the roster could shift, and we could be legitimately looking at a rebuilding season. Um, well, you know, this coming year. Look at Middle. Um, yeah. Look at Middle I mean, and Kermit left. They, were, they absolutely had everyone leave. I think they had one person stay or something like that. And they were yeah. awful for a couple of years because they were trying to dig out of a deep hole. I mean, that's probably what would happen here is we would we probably lose everybody. I mean, okay. I'd rather take that risk and try to see and turn things around. I mean, that's one thing that will suffer if we lose Stansberry is the recruiting. But I mean, we're mediocre with him being our coach. Like he's getting the good players, but we don't know how to use them. So what's the point of even even recruiting them here to begin with if they don't even know how to win? So I'd rather us just go back to how it used to be and us getting some good, maybe two or three star guys that want to put in the effort to become a good player and try to do it that way. Just like TJ Price and players like him are perfect examples. I mean, he's not like a four or five star recruit, but I mean, he's a hilltopper legend as far as I'm concerned. I mean, those teams that he was on, I'll always remember them. So, I mean, I'm perfectly fine with suffering a little bit for recruiting if it means that eventually we end up getting back to where we used to be. And that's actually winning. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Now, ideally, what I would like to see now, it's going to be, it would be very difficult for Western fans, I think in general, but ideally I would like to see somebody who is, um, <laughs> I'm going to make him a verb. He's going to be Helton esque mm-hmm. because, you know, I would like to see somebody who could use the Porter like Helton does. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody who goes in and can pull out a couple players from, you know, Northeast central state, Louisiana, college community college or whatever. And this kid can, you know, dunk like nobody's business or whatever, shoot free throws all day. But, you know, I would like to see somebody that he could pull out like that. I would like to see a coach that could do that for Western. Now my downside for that would be that they're gone, you know, they're going to go on to the bigger school in the next year. Um, That would be the downside. But if he is Helton esque, he could reach back into the portal, pull out a couple more good guys. And that's fine with me. Um, But we'll, We'll just have to see how the next couple of weeks play out if Todd uh, decides to move on um, because, you know, opinions on our show are uh, better than facts. But um, anyway, you know, facts are optional on the show. So um, we'll just have to see and have to play it out. Definitely check out Matt's article uh, on the towel rack. Uh, you will uh, not regret it. It's a really good article. It does point out a lot of things. Um and then, uh, you know, he'll have another article about being a perverted basketball games. But other than that, um, we'll be good. Uh, but seriously, check back. Let's see. Okay, so upcoming events here. Um, we've got uh, softball is going to be playing sometime. Uh, check the show notes here uh, if you're on YouTube. And uh, men's basketball will be playing 
On the second, we're going to be playing UTEP, 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, and they will be playing on the fourth. They'll be playing North Texas at 3 p.m. Eastern as well. And then Lady Tops will be playing on the second against UTEP at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. And that's in Diddle. Support the Lady Tops. They are playing for second place, just like Matt said. And, that's and they could definitely Central. need to pack the house. <laughs> and that's 6.30 Central, yes. Yep. Uh, so definitely pack the house. That is... The house. <laughs> yeah, go to the house. <laughs> just sit in the dark by yourselves. Uh, pack diddle. Uh, yeah, support the Lady Tops. I mean, just go crazy for them. They're going to be in second place. You yeah. know, one of our basketball teams is doing amazing, and the other one's not right now, but they will be in the future. Uh, and then, of course, they will be playing North Texas on the 4th, mirroring the men's side of things. But it will be at Diddle, 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central. And that's uh, that's obviously Saturday. Uh, definitely support them, both games. You know, Saturday afternoon, you don't have anything better to do? Go to a Lady Tops game. You know, yeah. uh, Thursday night game, go celebrate. You know, go take your kids, you know, take your young daughter, take your kid, take your boy, whoever. Support the Lady Tops. Go crazy. Act, act goofy. Take your shirt, Matt. Um, you know, just stuff <laughs> My like wife that. won't let me anymore. <laughs> you need to get like the shirt that's like a bare chested shirt, oh, so that man. you can wear that to the game, and you'd be like, "Boom! I found a loophole." One of Stephanie's friends had a a swimsuit that was like a bare. It was like a hairy chested man, but it was. <laughs> That is hilarious. It swimsuit. It was awful. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh man. Uh, check back here next week. We'll be talking Western basketball. Um, we'll be summarizing Western preview next week, right? I mean, yeah. it'll be like conference tournament time. Man. Yeah, conference tournament not time. eliminated by this time next week. <laughs> yeah, hey, <laughs> it could be. <laughs> check back. We'll be doing mailbag again. Seeing what you all think. Uh, I'll try and get that posted maybe Sunday or Monday. So we got a little more time for you all to, to answer things uh, or to post questions and comments. And uh, yeah, we'll holler at you next week, guys. Appreciate you. If you've listened thus far, like, share, and subscribe. Uh, if you need help, uh, betterhelp.com forward slash red out is our affiliate link. Uh, it helps us out and it also helps you out with 10% off. Uh, but as always, guys, go tops. Go tops. Thanks, Jared. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate you guys. No problem, buddy.